Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sleep Apnea Pathfinders, a weekly podcast for patients, their families, and healthcare providers to share their stories of success and challenges. We are passionate about sleep apnea and its impact on our overall health. Please join your hosts, David and Juanita, as they share their passion on all things sleep apnea. Hello, and welcome to episode nine of Sleep Apnea Pathfinders, where we welcome all of those regardless of the path you are on. My name is Juanita. And I'm David. And this week, we'll be looking at sleep apnea from a social perspective and why some people are afraid of being diagnosed with sleep apnea. We really have some amazing listeners. We'd like to acknowledge that. And from our podcast player, we're able to see some basic statistics. And we're now being listened to in 11 countries and 58 cities. So we want to say thank you very much. And we want to give a shout out to a few of those listeners. We just know cities. Yeah. And just to name a few cities, um, we uh, Columbus, Ohio, Huff, Ohio, Richmond, Virginia, Ashburn, Virginia, Calgary, Alberta. There's also Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Clichy, France, Oak Park, Illinois, Denver, Colorado, Chino Hills, California, San Antonio, Texas, and Middletown, Connecticut, and Chicago, Illinois. Thank you, guys. So we'd love some feedback, so don't be shy. Or do you have any suggestions for future episodes or topics? Maybe you'd like to be part of the podcast and be a guest speaker with us. We also want to announce something exciting. In the next few weeks, we're going to have a Facebook group. So stay tuned for more information about that. And moving forward, uh, we're going to go right into the content of this episode. So during this episode, we're going to talk about the eight reasons someone may feel overwhelmed with the thought of being diagnosed with sleep apnea. There are some out there who may have a good idea that something is not right with their sleep. Maybe someone mentioned the issue of sleep apnea, or their doctor suggested they meet the signs and symptoms, and they should go for a test. And then the mere thought of getting tested, and possibly getting diagnosed with sleep apnea, is overwhelming. These reasons are in no way exhaustive of the various reasons someone may feel overwhelmed. For those listeners out there who have loved ones who are overwhelmed with the possibility of being diagnosed with sleep apnea, you may have many more reasons as to why they're stuck. One thing we can all agree on is our lives are busy. Even now I have to actively work to keep refreshing sleep a priority. The bottom line is that if you're not sleeping well, it makes life harder in a variety of ways. Yeah, well, David, the first thing that gets put on the back burner is sleep. Juanita, please share the first reason why someone may feel overwhelmed. David, sometimes it doesn't feel like the right time to add anything new to our routines, to our lives, and to our schedules. And sleep apnea is no exception. Not knowing who to turn to to get clarity on what you may suspect as an emerging health issue adds to the hesitancy. A lot of people don't know if they need a referral or if they can go to their regular doctor, or if they need a sleep specialist. Well, I only suspected that I had sleep apnea after talking to someone in my family who also has sleep apnea about their symptoms. 
So I really fit into this category of being hesitant for years until I saw someone in my family with a CPAP. And that hesitancy went out the window and I had a ton of questions and it was really the beginning of my sleep apnea journey. So a second reason why this may be overwhelming is that other stressors may not allow us to really deal with additional health issues. Oftentimes we're dealing with multiple things simultaneously such as challenges at work, being in a caregiver role for other family members and their health issues, and also just being a parent can be downright challenging. Our stress levels may be off the charts and the thought of dealing with an emerging health issue is just too much and we put that in the back seat. Can you share a third reason why someone may feel overwhelmed with the thought of getting diagnosed with sleep apnea? Yeah. So we ask, how can we fit another health routine when other health issues make us feel maxed out? You have a health issue and that's, that's all your brain can handle. Sometimes you may be getting support that helps out, but adding another issue may be too much. It's hard to get past our own mental barriers of dealing with multiple health issues simultaneously. So Juanita, I think I really relate to this topic, to this uh, specific one as well. And I've, I've really actually been there where I didn't want to deal with yet another chronic health issue. So I completely relate to this one too. Understandable. You know, sometimes people just need time as long as uh, time doesn't become possibly too long. A fourth reason is that our current medical issue may be a major health crisis which takes our singular focus. These major health issues may have more prominence and the impact of not following all of the available treatment options would have a significant impact on the quality of our life. While the sleep community is making inroads to help society understand the far-reaching impact of untreated sleep disorders on the quality of our life, a majority of people out there would do what you mentioned at the start of this episode, put sleep and most likely a potential sleep disorder on the back burner. Unfortunately, the road to getting a diagnosis for a sleep disorder and treatment may be long and getting to the point where you feel you've made progress can take a tremendous amount of time and effort. That major medical issue may require numerous appointments and I think most will find that other specialists in the medical community won't embrace a possible sleep disorder as ranking equal to those major health issues. So to recap our first four reasons why someone may feel overwhelmed with the thought of being diagnosed with sleep apnea, they are, number one, someone may feel that the time is not right to add a new thing to their daily routine. A second reason is that they may have other stressors in their lives that's taking all the attention like a sick parent or a child. The third reason is mentally they're maxed out on health issues. And as I just discussed, the fourth reason is they may be dealing with a major medical crisis or issue, which has more prominence than sleep apnea. So a fifth reason why the prospects of getting this diagnosis may be overwhelming are the medical bills. So some may put the sleep study and therapy process on hold until they can find a way to comfortably deal with the financial process. So financial burden is a major concern in the United States. 
And when we do this, we can run the risk of developing other medical issues directly connected to untreated sleep apnea, causing even more medical debt. Juanita, can you share a sixth reason? People can stress over the process fearing their experience will be similar to someone else who didn't have an optimal experience with the sleep apnea journey. And this fear can stop their process. You know, David, I've heard stories where people have come forward saying something like, you know, I, you know, they acknowledge that it took them so long to get here because they were very concerned or worried that their experience would be like someone they knew. And um, they held on to that longer than they possibly should have before, um, you know, asking their own questions. It's not so uncommon um, for people to come forward with information like that. I, I can talk about sleep apnea with, with a stranger on the street. And I think what is something that comes up very readily is, oh, you know, I hear that's a terrible process to get diagnosed. And I think there are things in popular media that really amplify this issue that the terrible experience is the norm. And it really takes a lot of discussion to share with someone that I actually had some good experiences. And, and I also share some experiences that were challenging in this whole process. So I don't, I don't sugarcoat it for people, but you know, I certainly have heard more horror stories and, you know, it, it really gets people fired up when they are, it, it's either their own story that they're telling and they're just, they're just done. They're like, oh, this end of the road, or they're sharing a story that they heard from someone else that that other person had a bad experience. And so mm -hmm. that stays with people and it kind of, you know, ripples out and, you know, people get to repeating those stories and it becomes kind of a, a wider issue that society latches onto that there are many terrible experiences to be had along this whole process. So, you know, this, this one is a really important one to talk about. And, you know, those success stories may be far and few between they're out there. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it for our listeners and say that it's, it's going to be a smooth road. It takes a lot of uh, determination. It takes a lot of support. It takes a lot of uh, questions and a lot of uh, probing for more information to really overcome some of these barriers. So, you know, it's, it is possible. And I, this is one of my you know, this is as a patient, this is one of my areas that I'm really very feel very strongly about in that, you know, our, our resilience comes from supporting each other, as well as really trying to persevere and push through those barriers and problem solve. So that's something that is easier when you are, are developing that support system. Yeah, it is. A, it's very important to find that support system. And in regards to others projecting their anxieties onto us, you know, they think that they're, they think they're doing us a favor. So it's understandable. But I also think it's important for people to gather their own information and um, find their find their own way. You know, everyone's going to have a different story. So Absolutely. yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. And um, 
something else that that's related to this is that some people may have a specific phobia and i know i know you have some some direct experience with this where you've encountered patients who are really fearful about wearing the mask so do you want to talk about that and this is the seventh reason someone may be overwhelmed with the possibility of being diagnosed with sleep apnea yeah yep this is this is um this is a common concern um, do I have to wear a mask? Do I have to wear it every night? And how long do I have to wear it? I don't like anything on my face. This is, this can be a challenge for some people. I mean, there, um, there's a process that, that can be put in place to help desensitize them, to help them get used to that. If they are taking this CPAP route. Um, so, um, it's, it's not so traumatic. And then over time, it becomes a part of their routine. It does take time, but there's many people out there who've been very successful um, by starting off wearing the mask um, just a little bit through the night and achieving that goal of wearing it all night. It is possible. Yes, I, I would agree. And and this is really an adjustment process. I've talked mm-hmm. before in a previous episode mm-hmm. about, you know, this notion that the industry uh, talks about compliance or adherence. And, you know, really, it's not natural to wear something on your face when you sleep. And so, you know, complying with that is, is difficult. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people may be ultra sensitive, but it's also a process of you know, getting accustomed to wearing something on your face. So, you know, that, that, that's a barrier that has to be, so that is something that has to be considered in terms of where each individual, where each individual person's comfort level is. And, you know, it may take some time for them really to adjust to that. So maybe it's not a phobia, but maybe it's something that is a huge concern. Sure. And, they really are wanting somebody, they really are wanting to talk to somebody about it and get some understanding about how they can phase this in. So, you know, I think it's an opportunity to, to support patients and, you know, it it could just be an adjustment issue with the mask. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, if that is a concern, you know, don't hesitate to speak up. Um, there is help out there to help with that for sure. So is there anyone in particular as a sleep health professional that you would recommend that someone could reach out to, to get more information on that? Or is there, um, are there any techniques that help people with this? Um, the, the goal is consistency, but who we should reach out to first, if we're having difficulty adjusting to wearing a mask is the sleep doctor. Um, ask some questions, explain the concerns and what you're dealing with night by night. They may be able to offer you um, to to have an opportunity to come into their clinic. So there can be a sleep tech that can help desensitize you. And they'll, it takes a few hours process, but the, the goal, the key is really honestly consistency, but we can gradually ease someone into the process. So if anyone out there is experiencing that, reach out to your sleep doctor, see what options they have for you. And the other tip as a patient would be to try multiple masks. There are some masks that only cover your nose, 
there's some that go under your nose. There's some that go, you know, uh, more full face. So it really helps if you try multiple masks. Yep. And reach out to the DME company about that to see what your options are. Okay, so our eighth and final reason people may be overwhelmed is that once it's suggested to us that a sleep study needs to be performed, we can fall into analysis paralysis. We start to an overanalyze every detail we can think of, but this runs the risk of stalling the process. If you're having concerns about the actual sleep study, please listen to episode eight, part A and B. David and I discussed this process. So that may help alleviate any anxieties you may have regarding the sleep study process, whether it's an in-lab or a home sleep study. And also be sure to ask your doctor as many questions as you can think of. Go in that office with a list of questions if you must. If that helps you, do it. So let's recap this episode. We've discussed eight reasons why someone may be overwhelmed at the idea of being diagnosed with sleep apnea. The first issue we talked about is that adding something new to our routine can be difficult. The second issue is that other stressors may not be allowing you to deal with this issue. A third reason is other health issues may really have you emotionally maxed out. A fourth reason is that a major health issue may take center stage and sleep disorders are not regarded as a major health issue by other specialties. A fifth thing we talked about is contemplating the additional financial health burden that this may bring. The sixth issue we talked about are people taking in the overabundance of horror stories about being tested. And what adds to this reason are instances where people are not able to adjust to treatment and they didn't have the adequate support, and that's what they share with other people. A seventh reason why someone may be overwhelmed with the thought of being diagnosed with sleep apnea is having a phobia about wearing the mask. And the eighth reason is analysis paralysis. So the things that we mentioned in this episode are, are pretty common. And, um, and these are some of the things that David and I help our clients with, with our sleep coaching. Um, these are things that people can overcome. It just takes some time and some, uh, apply some steps and put them in place. I hope that by discussing these points, it helps bring awareness on how some people can be overwhelmed with the prospects of being diagnosed with sleep apnea. If you'd like to tell us where, where you are on your sleep apnea path, please email us at sleepapneapathfinders at gmail.com. You can also reach us through our Instagram at sleepapneapathfinders. We'd like to remind everyone listening that information shared in this podcast is for informational purposes only. You should not make any changes to prescribe treatment based on information contained in this podcast. Our next episode will discuss sleep apnea through the physical lens by connecting health issues affected to the sleep disorder and will target men's health. So until then, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. This has been an episode of Sleep Apnea Pathfinders. Thanks for joining us and don't forget to subscribe. Join us again next week for a new episode.